Hello and welcome to Bereaved Motherhood and All Entails. I'm your host, Mackenzie, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to handle unsupportive family members and what to do about them. So in a perfect world, everyone that we cared about or that we would hope and think care about us would be completely understanding, very supportive, and would want to basically hold our hand and walk stand by and sorry, and stand side by side as we walk through this path of grief and grieving our child. But unfortunately, as way too many of us know, that just is not the case. Thankfully, and as I've said this again and again, there is always hopefully going to be family members that support you and are there for you. Some of us have more of them. Some of us have less of them. Um, but hopefully there is someone in your family that can support you and love you and, um, be there for you. I know that's not the case for everyone. And if that, um, is the situation, that you find yourself in is that you're all alone and there's absolutely no one that's supportive, my heart goes out for you. Please email me. I would be happy to connect with you and try to be a support to you. Um, Reach out to support groups. Try to find a community. Um, And again, I'm just so, so sorry if your family has, you know, not been supportive. And it can be shocking how many friends just get up and leave. We never see from them again. It's kind of this ghosted feeling. Um, That's something that bereaved people talk about a lot, regardless of the loss. You do seem to see more of it though with um, uncomfortable losses, like the loss of a child. Um, So that's unfortunate. And then as I've said, there tends to be like one to three people that will step up that are just amazing, incredible people that have great empathy and are not scared of grief and of your feelings and want to support you and love with you and walk with this journey with you and want to support you in it. Um, Those people often have either experienced great pain and trauma and loss themselves that have just created them to be more sympathetic, empathetic, caring, kind people Or, you know, they're just really unique and that just is who they are, you know, in their core. But that's the minority, you know, that is the rare rare exception. So if you find those people, hold on to them, cling to them. I think it's also important to notice that our circles, our group, our friend dynamics may change after loss. It may be that the people who knew the old you and loved the old you don't really love the new you and maybe the new you doesn't love them. Um, either one, it's fine. It's part of it. You know, as we go through life, we go through different stages and different seasons where different friends come and go. Um, you know, they say about every seven years, we have a different social circle. So it part of it's a part of life. You know, unfortunately, this can definitely bring that to the surface, but hopefully you can find friends that are okay with your loss, that can accept it, and that can still be your friend, be there for you, support you, um, you know, in at least a limited way. But today we're going to focus on those that you thought would be there for you, family, um, maybe close friends that you really thought would be supportive of you, would stand by your side, and they aren't there, whether they've ghosted you and you just have no idea where they are, um, whether they've left you high or dry, whether they've just been really brutally honest and said, Hey, I don't want a part of this. I'm uncomfortable with this. Like I'm tapping out or if it's something in the middle. 
I just want to say that you're not alone. And I think this happens to the vast majority of us. It stinks. It's unfair. Absolutely. The secondary losses that come from, you know, the loss of our child are, you know, terrible, terrible, terrible. But how do we handle this? Um, I think it's taken me a while to get to a place that I feel calm enough and cool and collected enough to really kind of talk about this. Um, as I've said before, my son turned three the beginning of October. So I've been working on this for a little over three years and I finally feel like I'm coming to a place of better understanding and wisdom in this area. It's hurtful. And when we've been deeply hurt and it involves our child, I don't, in our child's death, their passing, um, I don't think anything could be much more personal. So it's a deep hurt. It's a very personal hurt, a personal pain. Um, and I never would excuse their behavior. I think there's probably a million different reasons why maybe your close one is just a complete narcissist. Um, you know, maybe they're not a narcissist, but they're really pretty self-absorbed, selfish, very, you know, them centered. Everything in life is about them, their family, how they feel, how it affects them. And they really can't look beyond that. Um, maybe there's someone who, uh, just kind of has the attitude, well, it didn't happen to me, so it's not my problem. Or maybe you're seeing their true nature and, you know, they're happy to be friends or be, you know, like family close relationship when everything's good. But once things get rough, you know, they're tapping out and saying, nah, I don't really do the hard stuff. You know, this isn't fun anymore. So I'm going to move on to something else. Maybe your loss makes them really uncomfortable. And as a result, they don't want to deal with the uncomfortableness of the loss. They don't really want to deal with it. And since it's not their child, they kind of have that option. They can be like, um, that's sad. That make doesn't make me feel, you know, warm and fuzzy inside. That makes me like not feel good. It makes me feel sad and bummed. And I don't want to feel sad and bummed. And maybe they think my life is pretty good. I don't need somebody, you know, bringing me down. So now, nah, you know, cut adios. We're, we're out of here. And maybe they physically cut you. Maybe they just want to cut your kid who's passed on, but they want to keep you and like pretend like everything's normal and good, but just like erase your child from existence. There's a lot of different ways I think that can look, but regardless of what shape this has taken, someone that you care about hasn't been there for you. You know, they're, they're MIA, they're not there. And again, that can look different. Um, so how do we handle it? I think it really goes to be like, well, what was my relationship with that person prior to my loss? If it was a really great relationship, I would reach out. I would say, try to reach out, try to talk, try to ask what's going on, say how you're feeling, what you're thinking. Maybe it's a whole big mis communication and um, misunderstanding. Maybe they just have no idea how you were feeling. And now that like their eyes can kind of be open to it, they'll be much more receptive and understanding and you can make amends and work to, you know, resolution, which is obviously like a best case scenario. Maybe the person knows that they're being hurtful. Maybe they're a really mean, horrible, spiteful person that gets pleasure out of hurting you. Um, I hope that's not the case, but you know, there are sick, crazy nutsos out there. So maybe, you know, and then maybe there's someone that just hasn't thought about it, but they don't really care. You know, again, the person that's like, oh yeah, that's unfortunate. Oh, that's kind of sad. You know, it doesn't really affect my life though. And so let's just kind of put that 
behind a locked door and just pretend it doesn't work. You know, you can deal with it on your own. But when I'm around, when my family's around, you know, we're just, we're not going to do that. And maybe they kind of want to create this alternate reality, this alternate universe that when you guys are all together, that's the universe they want you to live in. It's a universe that they've created. Um, so it's not reality. Um, and those I think sometimes are the hardest to deal with because it's not necessarily like they're mean and vindictive and trying to hurt you and cruel. You know, if somebody's like that, cut them out. There's no reason they should be in your life. There's no place for them. Cut them. Those types of people are no good. They're toxic, toxic, they're cancerous, they're dangerous, they're poisonous, and they don't need a part of your life. You know, these people, they're not helpful. Um, they're very hurtful. They're very harmful. And I think you can try to talk to them, kind of see if they're willing to come around. You know, maybe you have somewhat of a relationship. Maybe it's really limited. Um, maybe it's, you know, very casual. So you don't like cut them out of your life, but there's no relationship here of meaning or value. You're never going to like share anything with them of any great you know, personal nature or care. It's, you know, kind of a superficial relationship, nonchalant, like, yeah, we don't hate each other. I can see him or her and like, be like, oh, hey, hi, how are you? All right, cool. Bye. Um, but if you don't see him in five years, it's not a big deal. It's not somebody you miss in your life. You know, it's kind of like, hmm, whatever. Um, those are the kinds of people that you're really just going to have to work through. And as you get to know them and kind of the reasoning behind what they're doing and once you convey your feelings and emotions, how do they respond? I think that's really telling. If people really make an effort to change and be different, then you see that they care about you and they want to be better and, you know, they want the relationship. If they're like, yeah, no, not really willing to change. This is kind of my conditions or boundaries, like the rules, if are going to be the ones I've created and they're not respectful of you, then unfortunately those are probably going to be the people that are going to end up cut out. And maybe it doesn't happen all at once. Maybe it's slowly, gradually, it's like cut, 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 cut. And then eventually they're just gone. And I, from what I hear most of the time when that happens, people don't even miss them. They're like, man, my life is less stressful. It's less dramatic. Um, and they find it to be, you know, a real, a good thing a very good thing that they're like, man, I should have done that forever ago. So, you know, I don't think there's like a clear answer of this is always the way it looks. Again, every family dynamic is different. You know, the history of the relationship, all of the histories and the intricacies in that is going to look a little different. Um, but I think it's important to kind of recognize, is this intentional? Are they just a mean, spiteful person? Are they just totally clueless? And then once you talk to them, it's like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Yes, I want to change. And they work really hard to make a change or they keep coming for you for guidance and kind of to learn and grow. Um, and kind of, you know, they're the type of people that are going to be like, oh, I'm going to be researching and looking and saying, how can I be a better support system? What do I need? And, you know, they kind of have that growth mindset where they're trying, you know, again, they won't be perfect, but they're trying. And then the people that are kind of indifferent and, you know, maybe they'll apologize, but then they go and they defend themselves or maybe they're like, oh, it kind of sounds like they're apologizing. And then they keep talking and you find out that actually nothing's really going to change. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry that you're hurt and you feel this way. That's so awful. It makes me feel so bad. 
but I'm not going to change anything that I've been doing. You know, you kind of have to read it. What are they conveying and communicating to you? And then based off of that and your experience with them, you know, you can move forward in the way that's best and everything doesn't have to be all or nothing. You know, it doesn't have to be we're best friends, um, to, I hate you. I will never talk to you. I'll never look at you again. You know, it can be somewhere in the middle, but oftentimes these relationships will kind of take a different shape and a different look. And that can be hard, you know, and there can be a grief in that and feeling like we've lost another relationship or a grief in the way the relationship has changed. But, um, in the long run, we have to do what's best for us and our grief and our mental health and our family moving forward. And, um, we're the parents. So we get to make those rules. You know, the other people don't, if they do make strict rules, like, Hey, you know, we're so uncomfortable with your loss and what happened that like, we don't want our kids to know. Um, so maybe like they don't want the cousins to know, or, Hey, you know, we just are so uncomfortable with it. We don't want your child's name mentioned. We never want to talk about it. We just like, we're not broaching that subject. Well, then those are probably the kinds of people that we're not going to have in our life, right? Because people that are unwilling to be honest, like this is the situation. The situation is hard. It's hurtful. It's painful. It's not a situation we ever, ever chose. Like who volunteers to be in this club, right? No one. It's the club no putty wants to be in. Um, and we have to pay the highest price for admission to be in it, right? Which is our child's life. So it's a, it's a horrible club in that regard. Um, and if they're just totally unwilling to learn and grow and work with you and honor and accept your child, um, and respect your grief and, you know, all of that, then they probably shouldn't have a role in your life or have a very minor role in your life. Um, and I think, you know, we just have to come to a point where we recognize that and we say, okay, I'm okay with that. You know, this is, this is the way it is. It's unfortunate, but you know, at the end of the day, this is my grief. This is my loss. This is my child. And so I get to make the rules. And if our children were living and if they had a friend or family member that wouldn't acknowledge them or accept them or wanted to like hide them or didn't want them to travel with you to places like we would never see those people right we'd be like oh they're crazy that's nuts this is my kid what what do you think you can't make these rules but for some reason when someone dies then all of a sudden they think that they have that right um you know it's still our child so we can still be like yeah i don't know what the world you're thinking no you know and on the flip side you could be like well it's their family they can do what they see as fit and, and they can't no real crime like has been committed. But again, as I said, just because your child was alive and they held this idea of, hey, I'm not going to acknowledge them when I'm around them and all these things, you know, they technically can choose to do that. But then usually, right, us as loving parents in response to be like, okay, well, we're not going to see you anymore. So it's really the same thing. Now, I know they're not going to see it that way. Um, and I think oftentimes too, there's probably more at play. Maybe there is some selfishness, some narcissism. Maybe there's just this like, man, everything was so perfect and wonderful. And like, you just had to come and ruin it. Um, and they kind of like blame it on us. Like I liked our family before and now it has a different feeling and a different dynamic and it's all because of you. And, you know, so maybe there's some resentment there, you know, who knows? I definitely am a proponent of honest and open kind of communication. So talk, be honest, tell them how you're feeling, what's going on, what has hurt you, what's offended you. Um, you know, obviously do it in like a loving kind way, but still in a direct way, in a way of like, here's what's happened. This is what's hurt me. 
you know, this is, this is the truth. This is the reality. Um, so that they are faced with it and then they can obviously respond to that. And again, based off that and their attitude and their reaction is going to tell you a lot and is probably going to tell you like, okay, it might take some work, but I think we can restore this relationship or, you know what, this relationship is never going to be what it was. We don't hate each other. It can be very casual. We can see one another at the holidays. Maybe we'll exchange Christmas cards, you know, whatever. And then there's the others that it's like, yeah, this is just a no-go. Um, they're not willing to listen, to understand, to learn, to grow, you know, they're not willing to honor me in my grief, to respect my child. So, you know, they're gone. And then whatever decision you make, I think you need to live by it and really try to embrace it and make the most of it. Um, obviously it, things can change and you can always get to a point where you cut someone out that previously wasn't, um, but I think once you make your decision, it's best to try to stand by that. You know, if you choose to cut someone out, don't then try to be working to repair it, you know, kind of on the down low. Um, the person has to be willing to be at a point that they really want that reconciliation and want it for the truth, not just, I want to be reconciled and get things my way. You know, they're really willing to come to you. And so, I think that we just have to give them that grace. We can't hold on to anger, resentment, bitterness, because that just destroys us. It eats away at us, our heart, our well-being, our best interest. And, you know, we don't need people in our life that are going to bring us down and eat away at us. Um, so you just have to make the decision for you and your family. And you know the situation best. Trust your guts. Trust your instincts. You know, think on it. Pray on it. Meditate on it. Um, really give it some good thought and consideration and then you know make the best decision and again just do it in love do it in kindness don't do it in an angry frenzy you know in a right tantra tantrum you want to be the bigger better person even if it's really really hard um even if you'd prefer to just you know go and give them a good slap on the face like right like we can't do that we can't be violent we have to maintain our emotions so just do the best you can be as respectful and kind and loving and um and then move on from there and just know that unfortunately it's part of this road it's part of this terrain it stinks it's unfortunate um you know you could always write a letter or something explaining where you're coming from and why you've decided to do what you what you've um what you're going to do as i said communication open communication true honesty being honest so being a level of directness but also written not in like a rude or degrading way but still being honest and obviously sometimes the truth hurts um i think it's really important just so they know where you stand and they know why you're doing what you're doing whether they agree with it or not you know they at least are seeing your pro thought process they're understanding it and if you write something it allows you to kind of think through it word things the best work on some different drafts what rather than if you just are trying to have this conversation face to face and sometimes emotions face to face can get heated and we can get upset and we can go on tangents or get kind of off topic so it can be sometimes better if we just write things out and it's succinct it's to the point it's on topic and it you know accurately conveys our thoughts and feelings sometimes that can be a little bit um easier obviously you could always meet for coffee and talk about it like that you could pick up the phone and give them a call if you do that, I kind of recommend having still something formally written so you have somewhat of a script to go off of to kind of help you um, and make sure you include everything you wanted to and um, that just it's as well presented as it possibly can be. 
But again, I'm so sorry that you're in this community. I'm so sorry you're on this road. Um, I'm so sorry that, you know, you've been hurt by family or friends, that you feel like you've been maybe neglected by them. Um, it's it's not right. It's totally unfortunate. But um, loss, grief, and death, it shows people's true characters. It shows what they're made of, and it shows who your true friends are and who really cares about you and is there for you. And so I have had to kind of take the attitude that it's been a good way to filter out the people in my life that I need and that care about me and that really want to be in my life regardless and then the people that were there for all the wrong reasons and so um, at this point I'm happier I have you know better relationships more solid relationships I feel more supported within just my social life than I have obviously everything isn't perfect there's always going to be issues and disappointments and hurt feelings here and there but um you know you got to offer that grace, offer that grace. And, and likewise, there's going to be times that you hurt people too. So we want people to offer us grace. We need to be willing to offer others grace as well. Um, and just have that heart of learning and growing. So thank you for being here. Remember new episodes drop every Friday, 3 a.m. Eastern, 12 a.m. Pacific. If you'd ever like to contact the podcast, email us at maverickjohnconnus at gmail.com. We love to hear from you, whether it be sharing a topic idea, sharing your story, or just connecting. You know, we, we love to hear from our community and, you know, we hope and pray that your week goes well, that you have a blessed weekend. We are so sorry that you are on this path and on this road, but we can't thank you enough for spending this time with us. And, um, we just, we're just praying for you and thinking of you and, um, just, just know that you are dear and near to my heart. And again, I'm just so, so sorry for your loss. Have a blessed weekend.